outside. We couldn't see it from our vantage point. Good evening, wrestling fans. Welcome to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast, Hall of Fame Bites. Here we are. Here we We're are. finally here. We are finally here. I'm I, getting very excited. I am very excited as well. I am Joe Murata. This is Michael Quinn. How you doing, Quinn? It's quite a uh, star-studded event here it at the is. Hall of Fame Bite. It bite. Yeah, yeah, the Hall of Fame Bites. Hall of Fame Bite this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Folks, of course, we are your retro wrestling podcast doing a little current Retro wrestling. I guess that's what the Hall of Fame is, right, Michael? Yeah. It's this current is, retro wrestling. This is like our Super Bowl, our WrestleMania, if you will. We're getting psyched for WrestleMania. It is just around the corner, a few weeks away. Right. So we are here to talk about the Hall of Fame that is coming up, yes. the class of 2017. Yeah. We are here to actually talk about something going on now. I can't believe it. It's amazing. It's amazing, all right. And you might, you could be joining us from a few different places. We are doing this, of course, in our normal audio feed, but you might be watching this on the YouTube. Yeah, you might be watching it there, or, I mean, you might be just listening to it on your podcast. Thing. thing yeah your pod thing maybe player.fm or yeah, something yeah whatever <laughs> uh whatever you do be sure to check us out on twitter at ovp podcast yeah you can also email us of course at ovp podcast at gmail.com and quinn we have a website we have a website ovp podcast.com all yeah. the links are there we're That's on right. itunes google play stitcher yep yep you know all the normal all places. the normal places so we're gonna get right to the chase here this is a half hour program and we're gonna talk about two inductees today Mm-hmm. The first one that I'd like to talk about is Beth Phoenix. Now, Beth Phoenix was actually, I think, as of press time, the latest induction, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, as of recording time. Yes. As of recording time. There's her theme music there. And Beth Phoenix, of course, was known as what, Quinn? The Glamazon. The Glamazon, yes. She was uh, a bigger woman compared to a lot of the other women at the time. She was very pretty, though. She was. She was very That's pretty, That's why she was the Glamazon. Thought. Exactly. Of course, Glamazon. she's bigger, but she's pretty. She was bigger but pretty. Um, you know, kind of in the vein of China. Yeah, size wise. Size wise. Size wise, yeah. she was somewhat like China. Mm-hmm. So she made her debut in the WWE around 06, I want to say. I think she was like yeah. an ally of Trish Stratus, actually, in was her she? feud with Mickey James. Yeah, I think so. I don't remember the exact uh, particulars as to why Beth Phoenix appeared. However, I don't really either. I do remember <laughs> her making to. an impact very quickly. She did make an impact quickly, and she really. Really, when she turned heel, whenever that was, 07 maybe, yeah. and she started dominating the women's right. division, that was some cool stuff. Right. I, I thought I thought she was very unique in that she was just in a time when it was all like lingerie pillow fights and <laughs> right. bra and panties matches. Kelly Kelly. Yeah, Kelly stuff Kelly. Like that. And she Eva, was different. Eva, Eva Marie. Marie. Eva no. Marie, yeah. Eva, but, but, no, no, Eva Marie. No, no not Eva, Eva Marie. Eve uh, Torres. Eve Torres. <laughs> right. That's the Eve I'm thinking that, of. That Eve. That Eve, yeah. <laughs> she was different. Yeah. Because she was the first. They hadn't had someone that size since China. No. And she was the first, like, big, like, dominant woman since, I want to say, like, Bertha Faye. 
Yeah, Bertha like, Faye, as far I guess, as, that as far as style. using the size. Yeah, because China mainly wrestled against the men until like right. the very end. Don't treat me like a woman. Don't, don't treat, treat me like, like a man. man. Yeah. Just don't treat me like you know me. Something. Is that what something. it is? Something, yeah. Anyway, but about Beth Phoenix. So she had a bit of a run. I want to mm-hmm. say maybe a six-ish, seven-year run, something yeah. like that. Notably, you know, we both really like mm. her team uh, in 2008 with Santino Morella. Yes, I, I feel like that's the most memorable moment. And we, I agree. I think we've said on this show before that we were fans of Santino. Oh, definitely. Before he teamed with the Glamazon. Now, if you recall, that came from... A situation where he had broken up with Maria, which was like his Miss Elizabeth kind that, of. That's right. He was in the midst of kind of going crazy and becoming a very funny heel for right. a period of time. Yeah. And so he had gone away from Maria. Yeah, I think Maria did Playboy and it upset him. That's that what was, it was. That was yes. the whole thing. That's what it was. And so he teams up with the Glamazon. In essence, it's his sensational Sherry. <laughs> yeah, right, right. But the funny part about it was that she was kind, she wasn't bigger than him, but they they portrayed it like she was. Yeah, I mean, it was she, close. She would hold him on his <laughs> her shoulders. Funny. They were a great team. Yes, and I remember one of my favorite moments is Santino had notably came in and won the Intercontinental title initially. As a face. And he lost it as a face, and then he kind of turned heel afterwards with the quest in mind of always regaining the Intercontinental title, not the world title. No, no, no. Yeah, Yeah. the Intercontinental title. That was his big prize. And the best moment to me was there was a, I believe there was a match where Beth Phoenix teamed with Santino versus... Kofi and Mickey James. Right. SummerSlam 08, I think it was. Now, whoever got the pin or whatever would gain both titles for their respective gender i believe that is correct quinn and if i recall beth phoenix did make get the pin therefore getting santino Santino the intercontinental title back and he celebrated you know the whole trumpet thing oh man yeah that whole they were a fun team and you know beyond that she didn't she team with natty for natalia for a while uh yeah, when she time. was when Natty was newer, yeah, I yeah, think a little so. bit later, and you know, all the women I think interchanged at that. You know, at that point in time, it was just there was like only a couple of women, and so it's like right. if you were in a woman, you were teaming with anybody, that, or you were fighting anybody. <laughs> it's true, you probably fought everyone. You know what was good about Beth? Uh, we touched upon it briefly. She was different, also in the sense that she was a good wrestler. Yes, she was a very good wrestler <laughs> amongst a lot of poopy. Uh, female wrestler, right? Just like like you said, there, there was an era where it was very you know bra and panty esque, a lot of titillation, so to speak. Right, and it was I I it was a, around a period where like Playboy bunny matches were a thing, yes. and like yeah, it was just it was not a good time. But Beth was kind of a shining light, if you will. She was amongst a bunch of junk, very unique look. Yeah. Yeah, very it's pretty. She, I even like her music. Yeah, her music's awesome. Her music's unique. It's yeah. not the usual, like, you know, like the stupid lady music back then. I do know. Yeah, it's like, back I'm then. sassy. Yeah, you know? I'm sassy. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly yeah. what you mean. And uh, she obviously went on to marry Edge, Adam right. Copeland. And that's very uh, happy. That led to her retirement. Um, yep. And you know what? That's a noble reason to retire is get married and she have had a, family. a family. Yeah. Have kids. Right. I, I, I don't think anyone begrudges her for it. How it, could you? Yeah, exactly. Nothing wrong with that. So let's talk about her Hall of Fame eligibility, so to speak. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Now, again, we're talking about a Hall of Fame. This isn't the 90s anymore where it's prestigious to a degree. No. You've got people in there that we kind of, not well, we meaning just you and me, but we meaning a collective fan base. Yes. <laughs> so there's something called, since this is the first one, yes. and we have mentioned it before, but I think we're going to 
judge everything based on the Coco line. The Coco line, yes. The Coco Beware line, you want to explain that. Well, Coco Beware was a perennial jobber. Pretty much. Basically. Mm-hmm. And not to say that Jobbers hadn't gotten in before, but he they the way they inducted him, it sounded like they tried to overstate what his career actually was. Exactly. Like he he kind of he sort of had a run in the eighties, <laughs> but like Yeah, but he didn't do anything. He didn't really do anything. He, he didn't really win didn't, anything. He never he was won cut, anything. And then he, he became a jobber fairly quickly in his run. Yeah, he never beat anybody again, really. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> After like so, ninety. But they a couple years back they inducted him and it was I'll say confusing. Because yeah. at least with Johnny Rods, it was like that's an iconic jobber. That'd be like if you put the Brooklyn Brawler in in his time fine you know what i'm saying fair that's what i that's what i think of if john if we think of the brooklyn brawler as like this great job or johnny rods is like the generation before him fair enough okay i can't argue that but that's a good any other jobbers you know no you're pushing it right (laughs) yeah exactly so beth phoenix i mean all right is there a female wrestler that we can establish for the coco line (laughs) that's in yeah I don't know. Um, like, who's in? Lita's in? No, really, all the ones, like, Fabulous Moolah, like, she's in. Sherry's in. Sherry's like, in. Yeah, I I, I mean, Sunny's in. I guess Sunny. Su- the Sunny line? Do you like, think she's the worst one? What about Jacqueline? <laughs> yeah, Jacqueline's pretty low. But Jacqueline was women's champion. So but I mean, not that, yeah, that, not that that matters, but <laughs> I mean, honestly, I'm sorry to the ladies division, it's but nothing, it, it's, it's just the way it's... It's their fault. It's yeah, WWF's it's fault. WWF fault. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So... Uh, well, anyway, I mean, I guess, you know, you, I'm trying to think of the women that are in to make it fair. Let me put it this way. I think Beth Phoenix is more than deserving. I think she's well above the Coco line. I don't really think it's a question in this case. I think what's surprising is the when. I think it's a little early to be putting Beth Phoenix in. She only re- I, There's no eligibility rule. but No, like, she did retire this decade, though. Yeah. It wasn't that long ago. It was right. only a couple of years ago. So it just feels like they're kind of saying, okay, she's never coming back. Like, that's what this feels like more to me. It's like... Well, they did the same thing with Edge, didn't they? Didn't he go in right after... But he never after? wrestled after he, he was in. That's what he, I mean, Because he had the injury. He, he was retired. Right. But I'm, what I'm saying is, Beth Phoenix didn't retire for, like, health purposes. She retired because she wanted to start a family. So this is almost them saying, like, okay, Beth has accepted that she's never coming she's back. She's never coming back. Let's right. put her in. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, if anything, maybe it's a little bit early. I guess, like we said, we we remember her in a dark era. Yeah. She was a notable talent that they had. Right. She was talented too. I agree. She she was yeah. good at what she did. She mm-hmm. was a solid worker. She could convincingly play a heel. Right. She she really did. Like, I didn't like her. Yeah. During a period of time. You, wait, you didn't like her? Let me let me explain that. Okay. During a period of time in the two thousands, where you know everyone is smartened up. You know the whole IWC. Right, right. And we were riding that train, obviously too. We were very we negative. still are riding that train. <laughs> yeah, but we were very negative and very cynical about the product at right. the time. And uh, I remember that, like two thousand eight stuff like that. Yeah. I didn't like her because she was such a good heel. You know oh, right, I mean? right. Like, I you wanted, liked her for the, you hated her for the right for reason. the right reason. Like I wanted Mickey. I, you know how I used yeah. to love Mickey. I wanted Mickey to kick her ass. You know. See, I I loved her because of what she was. I, what she was to Santino. That's what <laughs> I that like. That's why I liked her. Right. I and got it. Also, just that that whole thing led to more Santino goofiness, like him, like. I, somewhere along the line, he he got so mad that he decided to enter the women's division as like an alter ego. Santina, yeah, yeah, that was kind so of funny. like the fact that Beth Fe- and Beth Phoenix played it up 
too. Like sure. she, she made it seem like she was like like living in this reality. Like she was awesome she at was being good his, at it. Yeah. She was great straight man to him. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? He was so, a, they were a good foil. She was a good foil for him. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So and I just on that alone, that merit of being a good character and being a good wrestler, that that just kind of came with the territory and being a you know, a person that was up there compared to her peers. Right. I would say she is more than deserving. You know what? I'm going to the Hall of Fame. I- I'm going to agree with you, Quinn. Yeah. I think she should be in. She's definitely above that Coco line. She's definitely no above question. the Coco line. Yeah. She she's she is she was very unique for that period of time and even now. Yeah. Looking back, they don't really have a Beth Phoenix now if you think about it. Um, they don't. I do. You, do you think I consider Charlotte to be the closest thing because she's bigger than all of them? I, yeah, she, but they don't play that. Up they do much. play that now. Up. They, they do. yeah, they do. Um, her 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 move is called natural selection. Like because be, no because like, yeah, but it's genetically to be, superior. Yeah, all this genetically garbage. to me that's that's the equivalent in nowadays to like a huge glamazon or I whatever. Like because nah, yeah, if if you're saying you're genetically superior, you're like your whole body is better than yeah. Because she's a flare. So being right, the flares in her genetics, but she also is like taller and taller. bigger than the rest of them. Like, there's, I would you say there's any female other than Nia Jax that's as big as her? <laughs> Nia Jax? No, you're right. I guess not. That's like treated like a main event star. No, yeah, no, I guess not. Yeah, so that's why I'm kind of like Charlotte would be the closest approximation now. Yeah, I guess, but it's still not the same thing. No. It's not the exact same no, thing. No, it's not. And Charlotte's definitely not as good of a character as Beth Phoenix is. No, not sure. at all, right? Yeah, Beth, Beth, Beth was a good ca- character. She's a good character. She was a good character, and she only had a... The thing is, she would do great in today's division. She would do great. You know what's great about her is that she could play serious, and she could play goofy. Exactly. When it, and she could turn it on. Like, she, it didn't matter, like... She was she was what good the at both. Situation yeah. was. So she was she was a good player, if you will. She was a good a, player. something you could. Solid she player. was a good tool for the, the tool in the toolbox. Yeah, no, I know right? what you mean. Yeah, like, yeah. she would have done so much better if she had been maybe five years later. Because to have her play off of people like Charlotte and Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch right. and Bailey and all those ladies that are wrestling now, yes, she kind of got the screw because she had it. She had Mickey. Mickey was good. She had some stuff to work with, not much. But like what Molina Molina's okay. Yeah, and but Alicia that, Fox. I, I guess, Alicia Fox is still there. I guess yeah. I guess to I guess to reiterate though is that even she was one of the rare wo- women that um even though there wasn't much to work with, mm-hmm. she found stuff to work with by working with the men. Yep. So it's yep. like and that proved her versatility, if you will. It proved her versatility again. Short career, but you know what? The way they do the Hall of Fame selection now, yeah, she should be in. Yeah. Totally agree with you. Mm-hmm. So we have another one to do in this episode here of yes. our vantage point, the retro wrestling, current wrestling Hall of Fame bites. Yes. <laughs> the current Hall of Fame. Current Hall of Fame bits. class of two- <laughs> 2017. <laughs> and that would, of course, be Teddy Long. Play a play a play Oh, Billy. Yeah, I know. Now, Teddy Long, folks, <laughs> is... Uh, <laughs> yeah. He's in the Hall of Fame as well. And I think... Um, this year. Yeah, this year. He'll yeah. be in the Hall of Fame. I would have to say I think um, Beth Phoenix could kick his ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we can start there. Okay. This is... Let's... You want to start with the positives about Teddy Long? Yeah, let me... Let me recap real okay. quick. We're, yeah. we're not doing too much detail here. Obviously, yeah. it's only a half-hour show. Right. That's all we can get with the the sponsors. You know, Lord Alfred, Lord Alfred, us trouble. Yeah, promotional consideration. Yeah, uh, he started as a ref in Jim Crock Promotions mm-hmm. in the mid '80s. He then 
in, I believe, 89, did, like, a heel turn similar to the Danny Davis thing. Right. Evil ref gimmick. <clears throat> he then became the manager of a few guys, most notably Doom. Yes. Ron Simmons and Butch Reed. Right. In 89, 90, 91. He managed a few other guys around that time. Like, remember Norman the Lunatic? You know, um, Mike Shaw, Bastion Booger, that yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, I know him. He managed a few guys, but most notably Doom. He then went, I believe, he was in, in WCW for a few more years. Yeah, I, I remember the Ice Train and that ice crap. Ice Train, yeah, he yeah. managed Ice Train, a few guys like that. But didn't, wasn't there Fire and Ice he, with Ice Train? He Did he manage both the tag of them? Team, yeah. Scott Norton he and also Ice managed, Train. Um, do you remember that, uh, what was that guy... Pittman. This is Craig yes, Pittman. Yes, he did. That's yes. right. Sergeant Craig Pittman. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. That's an error that I'd rather <laughs> yeah. forget. Uh, he was terrible. Yeah. Craig Pittman. Teddy Long managed, like, the worst people. He was, like, their Harvey Whippleman. Yeah, basically. <laughs> he got stuck with the crap. Except yeah. Doom. He got lucky with Doom. Doom was pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty Doom cool. Was, yeah, Doom was pretty fun. Pretty badass yeah. team. Uh, and then he resurfaced in the WWF uh, as a ref in 98. And it's interesting that he goes to WWF and now he's, he's just back, a regular ref He's again. back to a ref, but he works his way up again. He works his way up. He's a ref until around 02. He becomes a manager again. Right. And I think he managed Mark Henry at some point, he I want to say. He managed a handful of people that I can't quite Not remember. Not too many people. Not too many people. And it wasn't like notable. He was, yeah. he was a heel manager. Right. Because he, he was a good heel. Right. Uh, then he becomes a face G for SmackDown. <laughs> and this is the era that I think is most notable. Uh, this is the straight-up tag team match era. Exactly. Where basically, Teddy Long would come out almost every week. And, you know, after some interview where at least two faces and two heels got in some kind of argument, right. he would just stroll on out and just go, straight-up tag team match! Holla, and holla, holla. Holla, holla, holla. And then he would, like, shuffle to the back. And that was but, it. Yeah. And he did that for, like, five, six years. Yes. <laughs> Didn't he? Like, like it became like... What he did. Here's the thing: is it became like a running joke on the <laughs> right, show, right? To, to the point, I want to say they made up a straight up tag team match T-shirt. Like, yeah, they like, still joke it because remember they're meta now, so they think yeah, they're funny. They're, yeah, Vince thinks, oh ha, the past and when I screwed up, it's yeah, funny now. Exactly. Like, so like, yeah, he they kind of made the straight up tag team match into a thing. And it's like, like his meme. And now even when he comes back for like a night or something yeah. they've done it before where like he was like i think they had him guest gm for one night yeah, or like something six months and ago then for something? some reason two heels and two faces were arguing and then he just popped on in and was yeah. like straight in straight up tag straight team. up tag team match yeah that's his legacy isn't it sadly yes um <laughs> now this is he was um he did break barriers as far as um you know with um race I yeah. think I think there's definitely something to be said about that. You know what? That is um, true in, as far as his legacy yeah, is concerned. In all seriousness, yes. Yeah. So he was a notable. You know, I'm going to say the word black. Um, yeah, for lack of a better term, right? He was a notable black ref and, and manager, and wrestling personality, and GM and personality. Yeah, and he was good at what he did. Yeah, there's no question. Like he was good at it. Yeah, and I mean, some of the decisions they made with him, as far as like I felt demeaning him, were not fair. Um, like no. I, I like when they made him like Vicky's little biatch, basically. Like yeah. that was a little weird. I know, like, but I think you gotta you gotta kind of go colorblind on that one. It's right. just her being a heel. You I know? get it. Yeah, it's just like it just. Uh, I guess nowadays it wouldn't look very good. But was it that was about also ten years ago. Yeah, yeah, I mean, exactly. So, but that's not his fault, and he no. played it up fine. I thought he seemed like he was a good company man. Yeah. I don't know too much about the guy yeah. to get too detailed, but he seemed like he was a good company man, a nice guy, right? 
did what they asked him to do. Yeah. They must have liked him because he was a GM, whether it was SmackDown or ECW. And I want to say he must have had something to do with the backstage and, you know, handling wrestlers and stuff like that. I mean, agent wise, he's just somebody who had so much experience by the end of his career. It's true. Yeah. And he was solid. I thought he was solid at what he did. And is he above the Coco line? See, this is the problem. Okay. Is because I think when we describe that career and you kind of think of it in an overall scope, I'm not sure it's like that notable. Like, you know what I mean? Let me ask you a question. Yeah, I do do know what you mean. You take Beth Phoenix's career. Right. But it's a man. Right. Same scope of career, though. Does Beth Phoenix, if she's a man, get into the Hall of Fame? Yes, because I'll tell you why. Because the women's championship is supposed to be uh, equivalent to the world title. Like, so, I mean, if if she was uh, the top person in her division, that is, you know, where, you know, she obviously can't compete with the men. So the, the women's title is the best you can do. Right. You, you know what I mean? Like, if any, I would it's say true, any, d- most WWF champions in mm-hmm. general are eligible for the Hall of Fame. Miz? Possibly, yes. Down the road, yeah. yeah. You know what? Yeah. Yeah. She, yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah. The reason I ask that is because I want to flip back again to Teddy Long and looking at the scope of his career, mm-hmm. colorblind. Yes. You know what I mean? And not like, who cares? Right. Is that a Hall of Fame career? That's, you see, that's the question to me is, is that it's just, I feel like he was a bit player. Like, in all honesty, even when he was a GM, it's when, you know, the GMs weren't as prominent. Yeah, like, I mean, they yeah. were, but they weren't. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I just, I don't see him, not that he wasn't great at what he did, and see, this is the whole thing with the Hall of Fame, is are we putting in everyone now, like, it, even bit players, like, and stuff like that? Because, you know, you know how I feel about jobbers and stuff, like, how I feel yeah. like some jobbers should be in, so it's, he's just one of those questionable ones, like. Do you put, if it's up to you, do you put Dangerous Danny Davis in the Hall of Fame? Dangerous Danny Davis, No. Really? Okay. I don't think that what he did merits the Hall of Fame at all. Because that's the first part of Teddy is that, Long's is that career. Kind of, yeah, okay, so you're like comparing parts of that's his career. That's the first part of his career, yeah. was the ref and then the evil ref. Right, right, he didn't right. Re- Teddy Long didn't wrestle, you know, Danny Davis did, but I'm trying to think if there's any equivalent, you know what I mean, that, that we can right. compare this to career trajectory-wise. Well, um, There aren't many. I mean, is the Slickster in the Hall of Fame? I don't think he is. I don't know if he's in i know he inducted uh boss man right i don't know if he's in yeah but Slick, that's not the same thing Slick no, was a manager yes yeah, Slick was a manager only and he, he, he was a way bigger of a character see that's the real thing with teddy long that bothers me is i don't feel like he had much of a character i mean he kind of did a little bit but you have to really closely the biggest watch story smackdown li- okay the biggest storyline that he ever had like long term storyline about him mm-hmm. was the thing where he like was getting played by that girl Crystal into marrying him or uh, something. Yeah, yeah, that's a horrible. That's not his fault. It's that's not. I mean. He got screwed. He did get the screw. Do you think part of it is that they're kind of like making amends for the he he kind of played along for so long that they're like you know it's kind of like a well you paid your dues Teddy like kind of thing like. And we Maybe. respect you for that. But is that Hall of Fame worthy? I mean, again, there's some people that are much more questionable than he is. Like Coco Beware being one. Right. That's a junky career. Yeah. 
So like if I, he's in what Teddy Long did, he was on. Is National- Hillbilly Jim in the Hall of Fame? No. <laughs> okay. Nor yeah. should he be. Right. I mean, yeah. should he be? Yeah. I, I. It's so weird. Um, Teddy Long was on national television week after week for several years. They yeah, must have trusted the guy. Yes. I, and that's another thing with Teddy Long is like you got to give him that. He's on the. He's like on the line. Let's put it that way. And and he could go either way in my brain with Teddy Long. He managed Doom. Right. He did manage Doom. That's a, that's a big thing. He did manage Doom. Um, it's the only good managing thing yeah. he really had, but he did manage Doom. But if Doom. you if you compare his managing career, is he Bobby the Brain Heenan? No. No, he's not. He's not Mr. Fuji. Is he even Slickster, like I had said before? Like, that's the thing. It's like, I don't even think he, like, as a character, he is not that, like... Engaging? Like, engaging. not as charismatic as yeah. Slick. Right. Or as um, Jimmy Hart. Yeah, Jimmy Hart's definitely above right. both yeah, of them. You know, like, I'm just thinking of managers now. Like, yeah, the, I got you. Mr. Fuji. And even on a ref scale, is he as notable as an Earl Hebner or a Tommy Young? No. Or Joey Morella, you know. Right. I. He's very mediocre, but you know not, what it is? it's not his fault it's, that he is. It's not his fault. You know what it is? I feel like he didn't spend enough time in each role. Like, he just kept changing. Like, it was like, I'm yeah, a ref maybe. now. I'm a manager now. I'm right. a GM now. Like, I think the thing like, that he did the longest and most notably was the GM. Probably, and yeah. he was a face GM that was different because it was always a heel on the other shows. Right. Yeah. But the face GMs are never as entertaining. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. they're never as entertaining. None of the GMs are entertaining, if you ask me anymore. But right, but the heel ones are more engaging because they're you know antagonizing the faces. Yeah, because then it just becomes like the face screwing over the heels, yeah. and that is something that's a big pet peeve of mine. You know that. I will say this. Listen, okay. I think Teddy uh, paid his dues. I think that he he did. You know, he broke barriers for people. Like he allowed different people to get in the business. He seems to have fostered people in the back. Okay. Um, I, I think for those contributions alone, he breaks the Coco line. I like that. So um, for the backstage stuff. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. He I've heard also, good things about him. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? What I mean, like, I have too. I've never heard anything really bad. He just seems like a solid team player. Right. No pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, if anything, it's an example of how people should behave and act and like conduct their careers. Good point. You know what? Baron Mikkel Saclun is in the Hall of Fame, so if that <laughs> asshole can get in, Teddy Long's in. Yeah, exactly. There should be the Baron yeah. line, which is like right. even below the Coco line, <laughs> yeah. where it's like, fuck yeah, this Baron guy. Mikkel Saclun is Why, pretty like, awful. He's in. Yeah. That's a jobber if there ever was one. That's I true. mean, But I think Baron Mikkel Saclun probably had some kind of time before we were, you know, born. I don't... Yeah, before, like, people that... Watch wrestling. Or our parents were born, yeah. yeah. I think Mikkel Saclun was the guy that Gorilla Monsoon was fighting when <laughs> Ali jumped into the ring against oh, Gorilla. God. Maybe yeah. that's why Sakluna's in. Yeah, maybe. That's the only that's, thing that's I can a think really, of. That's from. really reaching right there. <laughs> yeah. so, oh, the guy that Gorilla was fighting <laughs> yeah. when Muhammad Ali came in the ring to fight him. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. So, Quinn, is um is Teddy Long in? I think he is. He's in. I, I, it's, yeah. I you mean, what? especially in. Coco line. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's enough above the Coco line. It's, I think it, you're right. I think, and just to be fair on like a final say on this, yep. is that I think of the inductees we have so far, he's the lowest. I was going to say. On the, on the, on the yes. On I was going to say the same thing, actually. Yeah. Again, as of press time, in case any more come out. Right. You know, um, 
I would say these are the two lowest in all honesty. Yes, I've ever Beth, won this. yeah, Beth and him. Yeah, in all, he's the lowest, but she's not too far above him. These were right. both kind of like, you know, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like it's at the end of the day, you're like, yeah, they deserve it, but like uh, you know, it like, was hard to get there. Yeah, it was yeah. it was hard. You really had to think about it. Like I and talk this out. I, I yeah. felt like discussing even Beth made me feel better about her. Yeah, because I, I was like Beth, Beth Phoenix. I know, like yeah, but but there's some notable things that they both did, and that's kind of what we're shooting for here, folks. With these Hall of Fame bites. Right. It's just to kind of talk to you about yeah. the current inductions, mm-hmm. what we think of them, if they deserve to be in or not. A little recap, nothing too detailed. Right. And folks, we will be doing these until we get all the inductions covered. Right. That's it. This Every induction will be covered. Right. We got it all covered just for you. We do. And of course, in the meantime, be sure to check out our normal podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, check us out on the Twitter at OVP Podcast. We can go, they can go to the website, Quinn. Yeah, OVPPodcast.com. OVPPodcast.com. You can get all the links there. There. All the links. The YouTube channel. Maybe you're watching this in video format. If you're not, you can. You can. Check yeah. us out on our YouTube channel, right. our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Go Podcast. For it. And uh, folks, we will see you on our normal show, and we will also see you next week for another Hall of Fame bite. See ya. See ya.